We had 13 Jeeps, so when the toes got in there, it was kind of interesting to see the people's reactions. Mm, 20, yeah. 21 gets me in trouble, but I was gonna some say. applause. <laughs> and some applause. <laughs> and some applause. I like it. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show. With Wendy, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, Heidi Ho, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving last week. I know we did. And, uh, you know, my wife made some of that uh, homemade uh, cranberry sauce that I was telling mm. you guys about that has pecans in it or, mm-hmm. or pecans, depending on the where you are and how bad you have to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, I said that. So uh, this one to remind everybody, uh, it's, uh, it's still very important that you go and let people know about the Jeep Talk Show. We need more people in here. The more people we have listening to the show, the more show we can have for you, the better the show and and, uh, you know, we might be able to actually hire somebody to replace me and get better jokes. So <laughs> it, it could happen. So, right? An awful lot there, there, pal. <laughs> yeah. Don't wow. over, what are you saying? Don't overpromise? Okay, I guess. That's yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so make sure you just use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show or hashtag giveaway. Actually, use them both, damn it. And, yeah. and all of your social media posts. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Hashtags. Replacing Tony. Jeeps. (laughs) I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about why it may not be a good idea to buy a Jeep on one of those used car websites. I've also got a feel-good Jeep story and a very interesting mystery unfolding that may include a possible cover-up. Yeah, we'll get into that as well. And later, I've got an all-new must-have for any Jeeper out there who's got a winch. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I'm holding up fingers as I pass other Jeepers. No, not that finger. (laughs) So that was you. Okay. (laughs) That was me, yeah, but not that finger. There you go. All right. (laughs) I'm Tony, and I now have to put in a pin code to whenever I want to drive my Gladiator. Oh, for F's sake. Are you kidding? Nope. Oh, dear. <laughs> More about that in the uh, Gladiator segment coming up. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Imagine having to pay for a Jeep you can't legally drive. Oh, what? that would suck. That yeah. would absolutely suck. Imagine this. You decide you want a Jeep. It's going to be your first Jeep, and you decide to trade in your old beat-up pickup truck for a shiny, new, well, new to you, used Jeep. After some searching around, you find that going through an online used car dealer will actually net you the most value for your used truck, and, well, they have just the Jeep that you've been thinking of. The deal goes through, and you're off and driving your new-to-you Jeep. The company you went through is called Vroom.com, and, well, come to find out, they just settled a big lawsuit over some late title transfers. Vroom.com is a car-buying website that buys and sells used cars. It was founded in 2013 as Auto America but changed its name to Vroom a year later. Well, they just settled an $87,000 and 87 counts worth of administrative complaints filed by the state of Florida for late uh, title transfers, in fact. This comes a little unsettling since you are now wondering what's going to happen with your own Jeep's title. 
Well, this is the plight of a Florida woman by the name of Cherry Herzog who is having to pay for a Jeep that she can't legally drive. Florida law dictates that no one vehicle can be issued more than two consecutive temporary tag permits, and she's exhausted both of hers already through room. Now, Florida law also dictates that a dealer is required to transfer the title within 30 days after a sale. Vroom made a public statement where they said that they have been actively working with Ms. Herzog, including providing her with a rental car to use while they finalize her title and registration. There was no mention, however, of how much longer that could or will take. Meanwhile, a state representative reached out to Herzog to give her another temporary tag and look into this issue further, at least from a state level. All previous Vroom complaints, except the case of Cherry Herzog, rather, and her Jeep, that is, have been settled. And the company has paid a total of $134,000 to settle late title issues. Now, Herzog said that she's stuck paying for her Jeep loan payment, more expensive car insurance, and a higher interest rate because she can't refinance until the Jeep is legally in her name. Well, she said that she's asked Vroom to just give her the truck back at this point because she's done with it all. But it was already sold. So, no going back at this point. Jerry, I wish you there was something we could do for you. But for now, at least, it sounds like you have transportation. But we'll have to play the waiting game for now for the title. Perhaps you can recover something in a small claims court. But if nothing else, sounds like you've got the state on your side and should have everything squared away, hopefully, sooner than later. Good luck. This is insane. And I'm sorry, 87 counts of administrative complaints for $87,000? What's it, $1,000 a complaint? I, I'm I mean, guessing that it is a fine by yeah of a thousand dollar flat fee fine by the state for each title that they mishandled. But how about giving them a deadline? Like if you don't get it done by this date, then we're going to start charging you interest on top of that and double and triple that. I think you got to hit some of these companies. Uh, would, you know I where it hurts. Just revoke their business license well, at this point. Yeah, it's like, dude, there you, you go. can't figure out how to do your effing job. This is yeah, part yeah. of your business model. This is what you're supposed to do <laughs> and be operating within the confines of Florida law. Which That's what everybody has to do. How, how long that you have to do all of this. It shouldn't be that hard, but here we are. Well, and how come they're behind? Like what, you know, I suppose it could be an employee situation, but Florida seems to be doing well with jobs. Well, so, so I imagine, don't understand or, or is imagine it management? Well, imagine you're, you're one of these fly-by-night car dealers. You know, anybody yeah, with yeah. a website and a, and a lot that can hold 10 cars can start, sure. you know, opening up a business for, for the most part. And maybe you buy your cars hot off the boat maybe Ooh, they're yeah. from a chop shop or something like mm -hmm. that you know hot. they look pretty nice but hot ooh, yeah. those numbers don't match you know <laughs> those kinds of things so there yeah. it could be these type of th types of things where you know maybe the car was stolen in another state or something like that and it was brought eight states over uh they changed one number on the vin and they're trying to trying to retitle or re you know resell it or something like that there could be any number of circumstances all shady of course that could mm -hmm. lead up to lead up to this now obviously it could be something as simple as well this is the king of all procrastinators the person who owns and is or operating this business and they just can't get out of their own way to get to the point of where they're actually filing and and doing the kinds of things that they need to be so that people can get their titles from the vehicles that they purchased but isn't this company nationally doing ads? It seems to me like I've seen this logo and heard of them on uh, national television, you know? Maybe I remember I, I remember their former name, um, but I don't remember um, the the name Vroom. I, I, I can't okay. say that I've seen seen commercials uh, from them um, 
uh, under under that name. Uh, but Auto America, I do remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that being said, I mean it could just be sort of regionally where they e- are either operating or focusing their advertising uh, a- advertising efforts into, and so it may just be something here on the West Coast or in the Northwest. They're just not very active or very big, or uh, you know, or, or even operating at all. I don't I don't know. So well, but, uh, that that being said, uh, they're obviously under scrutiny now at a state level. This has gone beyond just um, a sort of a, a city or a county issue. Uh, and, uh, I mean, 87,000 is, is no, nothing to shake a stick at 87 mm-hmm. counts of administrative complaints through the state. That's mm-hmm. a big no, no. I, I would have imagined that this company possibly could be filing for bankruptcy very soon. Well, hopefully Sherry sticks to her guns and gets some legal help and I gets know, right? whatever she needs to get resolved. I mean, she's making payments. They, they gotta do something. She yeah. can't legally do anything with. She couldn't even sell it if she wanted to right now. Well, it's no, not she can't. Hers. Yeah, she can't even but refinance she's it. For it. She's paying for it, and I bet, yeah, you bet, you bet your bottom dollar, if she were to stop making payments, that they would oh. repossess that Jeep. Of course, oh, they yeah. would. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to go away. <sighs> so, what, so, so this made me think of something that actually has nothing to do with this uh, this story. Shocking. But, but I thought, yeah, <laughs> but I thought you guys might find it interesting anyway. Um, so, uh, in the state of Texas. You can have up to three vehicles with the same license plate on it. What? Copies of it, of course, because otherwise you'd be, even work? You, you, you'd be <laughs> running sorry. around changing the license plates all the time. But you can have, like I can have uh, three vehicles in my name, all with the same license plates, all different vehicles. Wait a minute. So you could have like JTS Tony and just have that on the XJ. But if you wanted to drive the Gladiator one day, you'd have to take those plates off, put nope. it on the Gladiator. Same license plates on all three vehicles. So How's that three even? copies. Wow. Three copies. How does that even work though? Like the police pull you over, they gotta look and see underneath your license plate, you would have the three cars yeah, listed there, underneath? There is a danger of being shot, uh, I, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a something that is uh, a, a feature, a, uh, um, a goodie afforded to amateur radio operators in the state of Texas. So wait a minute. They have, have to be to call sign license oh, plates. And you can have your call sign license plates oh, on okay. all three vehicles. Now, why, why, why'd you do it that way? Like, we get all riled up, and then you just, like, <laughs> lay that on us. It's still cool. I mean, it is, it is still cool. And, I mean, but at the same time, I, I could kind of sort of see how that could work because there's another level of registration there because your call sign is registered to you specifically. It can't be anybody else. Um, I mean, that's not to say that, that, you know, a vehicle, it can be registered to multiple people. I mean, I suppose it could. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's just... I don't know, three different license, I mean, three copies weird? of the license plate. Yeah. yeah. Is that, so, to your but, knowledge, is Texas the only state that does that? Well, it's the only one that I've ever checked into since I've always been a resident of Texas. Yeah, so we wait certainly a minute. don't have that option up here. That's, wait, I want to ask this question. Do you sure. have to pay for three different vehicles registrations? Yes. Or you, you pay for that one plate. Well, they're going to get do... that money, Wendy. They're going to get that well, money. Well, in California, <laughs> it would be outrageous, well, by the way. I'm wait for asking. it. Yeah. Wait for it. It's a dollar. Okay, shut up. It would be it would be a dollar for each one of the vehicles, so it'd be three dollars a year. So this is what happens when you have amateur radio operators in the legislature of Texas. And I guarantee you that's how it got there. 
God, if I only you Texas. guys had public land. Uh, I know. <laughs> I was shocked to find out that uh, that not. Now I have amateur radio call sign license plates on the XJ. I, I have not uh, had them put on the uh, the Gladiator yet. So yes, California that, that has a, a California has a surplus in the billions, and yet they've raised our license tags for vehicles. So old vehicles like our trucks are all older. The Jeep's older. It it's between four and six hundred dollars a year. Oh my god! When are you when are you guys moving? You guys got to move out of there. I swear we right. need to do that. I'm just looking for the yeah. next place that has good wheeling, though. So I can't leave Southern California. West the West Texas, I think, would be a, a lot of fun. You know, close to Arizona and Colorado, West Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd hate to leave there too. But my God, they're going to run everybody out of the state. Oh, it's horrible. Well, there's going to be everybody running down to North Carolina for this event here pretty soon. The second annual all-lighted Jeep Parade will make its way down Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, roughly 6 p.m. Saturday, December 3rd. Now, last year, the same exact event, the parade had 187 Jeeps all lit up and participating. Wow. Imagine, imagine this. If all 187 of those Jeeps were bumper to bumper and touching each other, that would be a line of lit up Christmas Jeeps over a half a mile long. Wow. That'd be so awesome. Imagine, imagine just the, the, the breadth of this parade. You know, obviously the Jeeps are not bumper to bumper. This is going to be a mile plus long Jeep, um, uh, Jeep parade. Super cool. All the Jeeps lit up and everything like that. Uh, it, it's going to be awesome. The parade is organized by Cabbage Rose. It's a luxury gift item store located in the Maggie Valley area, and they're known for their incredible Christmas lighting installation that they do every year. There will be prizes, of course, uh, awarded for the best decorated Jeeps, and the event will be uh, will benefit Toys for Tots as well. So, you know, toy drive, all that sort of stuff. So if you hear this in time or would like to get on board for next year, well, we'll have the email address and the phone number for you to make contact and get registered and you know, all that kind of stuff. Just know that any and all participating Jeeps must be lit up with Christmas lights. Other than that, the only limit is your imagination and how big of an inverter you've got. So th- I would, so this I would happened, love to see pictures. Go this ahead. happened last year, right? I mean, it, yeah, it was yeah, last sure. year. Yeah. So I yeah. seem to remember hearing the, about the International Space Station actually being able to see these Jeeps lit up during this event. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, Josh and I are silent. Like, I mean, wait a minute. Like I said, a half mile long, a half mile it's long of lit, lit up Jeeps. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it could be possible. I mean, certainly these would stand out on a dark street. At you know, obviously this is going to happen at night. Um, yeah. And so, and if if the space station is is going over, you got a clear night. I mean, I suppose there's a possibility if they were looking for it as well um, that they could see it. But uh, I don't know. Um, certain, I've seen pictures of some of the Jeeps that have been in this parade, uh, before and, and certainly there's a lot of people that spare no expense. I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures. Just look it up. Just look it up. Cabbage Rose, uh, lighted Jeep parade. Um, do a Google search for that and, you know, click the images button and you're going to see a plethora of lit, uh, lit up Jeeps and and you're going to get a lot of inspiration. Trust me. I mean, even I had me thinking of like, Oh, I could probably do that. I could wire that. I could I could string that, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, obviously North Carolina is way too far away for me to participate. Um, but nonetheless, maybe this gives you inspiration for you and your Jeep club in your sta- your state or town or, or whatever to start something similar. 
Uh, and, and what, a couple few years of this and all of a sudden you've got a tradition and maybe a news station gets involved and, and pretty soon you've got like the, the, what, the king of the hammers of Jeep lit up Jeep parades yes. or something happening. That'd be awesome. It's all got to start somewhere. This is the yep. second annual one. It's obviously gotten so much attention that the International Space Station is looking out for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, get involved. Maybe get your own, uh, you know, parade going and, and, and uh, well, let us know. We'll spread the word about it. But if you're going to be involved in the Cabbage Rose All-Added Jeep Parade, please let us know. Send us an email. We'd love to see how your Jeep looks all lit up. And, uh, uh, and well, you know, afterwards, uh, let us know how everything went. So, guys, this story is something that I, I almost didn't want to do because I can't fully report on it. And, and I don't like starting something that, I, that I'm unable to finish. This is certainly one of those. I know I have a Jeep that's been in the garage for three years that's in the midst of being repaired, but I digress. <laughs> now, I found this story earlier in the week, and I bookmarked it to come back and add it into the news stories for this week's shows. However... There's some deep state type of stuff happening here, as it mm. appears as if this story is actively being suppressed. And I think it's by the request of FCA. Now, from the minuscule amount of information I've been able to dig up since first seeing the headline earlier in the week, it appears as if FCA, Jeep's former parent company, has asked a Michigan judge in the meantime to seal police photographs from a fatal crash that involved a quote-unquote unreleased Jeep Wrangler model saying that the records contained trade secrets and should be exempt from disclosure under the Freedom of Information Act. That's it. That's all the definitive information that I can find right now. And any and all other traces of this story that I, ha that I had formally all bookmarked and laid out and everything like that, they've been virtually wiped from the internet. And for now, at least, all I can find is a mention of an accident from a UAW newsletter, United Auto Worker newsletter, where it mentions a woman being killed in a crash involving a forklift at an FCA facility. The date, the location, and the sex of the victim all match up exactly except for the listed cause of death. Curiouser and curiouser. Now, I'm going to be mm. digging into this. I'm going to be con continuing to dig into this. And I'm not only curious about what looks like a cover-up at this point, but I also want to know more information about the supposed unreleased Wrangler model too. So, what do you guys what do you guys think about this on the surface, at least? Is as far what's what what sort of bells are ringing in your head? Zero point energy modules, UFOs. Um. <laughs> you had to go there, Josh. You asked that question to tell me I this. I should what have not asked. Yes. <laughs> Star oh Stargate SG one is real. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds like it's probably something that they need to keep secret. Uh, maybe they're doing their investigation to make sure before they release it. Mm, I don't know. Seems very, I don't know. Did this, involve, <laughs> did this involve the president of FCA answering the door to the police, but then going back in and being beaten with a hammer? Because if that's the story, then it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but certainly some cover-up going on there, too. But, uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. Um, Wendy, Wendy sort of liked that one a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting, sort of, uh, what's surrounding this story. I mean, because uh, I, I've got my thumb on the pulse of what's happening with Jeep and, and, and their models and what's being released and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I literally had no clue about some sort of unreleased Wrangler model. There's been exactly. no as far as anything being tested, any spy photos or anything like yeah. that. And I've got a pretty good line of information when it comes to spy photos and stuff so like that. So it's probably just words so they could actually get the judge to seal those photographs. 
for whatever you know, reason. I, for exactly for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, with the, obviously the reason that they're stating right now, as far as uh, you know, uh, trade secrets needs to be kept, um, you know, exempt from uh, a Freedom of Information Act uh, dis- you know, disclosures and stuff. So I mean, I can understand that at least from a business aspect. Um, but everything else, it just it seems very weird. So I'm I'm expected to find some weird, obscure story buried on the 57th page in the fold of some newspaper about how some family was paid off by FCA uh, to keep hush about about a family, you know, a, a death in the family or something like Somebody that. I don't, died, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, clearly there was there was an in, uh, there was a um, a fatal accident. Somebody died. It may or may not involve a forklift. Uh, it. Obviously, at this point, at least on the surface, is involving some sort of an undisclosed or unreleased, rather, Jeep Wrangler model. Uh, and and right now, everything is being swept under the rug as fast as possible. So what all this means, I don't know how it's all going to unfold, or even if it will, I don't know. Uh, right now, it, it, it looks like, at least, that they're trying to bury this as, as fast and as, as actively as they possibly can. You know, perhaps we could ask Nikki G. You know, he has that that foil hat that he wears. It can tune oh, into certain things. Maybe we could get yeah. him to, yeah, come on, if Nikki G. Anything, Uncover yeah. this. I, I think I know what it is. It was a, a TikTok video called Forklift Drifting tonight on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's good. I love that. That's not a good situation. I guarantee you. Not at all, for sure. Oh my god. There's ever a vehicle that was never meant to be drifted. (laughs) It was not going to make it for drifting. Oh, geez. Too funny. Well, Jeeper, what do you think after listening to this? Do you, you think you might have some information on this? Or, or maybe you've got some two cents as to you know, what you think might actually be going on. I'd love to hear what your conspiracy theory is about, uh, about this story. Uh, let us know what you have to say. You can do it by phone or even by email. Uh, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can find out uh, the phone numbers to reach out to us, email addresses, all that kind of stuff, all the information you need to interact with us here at the show at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. IFS Wrangler. That's that's why it's undercover. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, before you do anything else, I need you to do the show a little bit of a favor. I want you to tell a friend about the 4x4 Radio Network. That's all you got to do. That's it. Just go up to, you know, Joe, Bob, Dick, and Harry, whatever their names are, and just be like, you know, hey, 4x4radionetwork.com, and then leave the room. Like, run away. And then I'm going to be like, what the F was that? Who the? And so that's immediately going to lock that into their into their psyche, right? They're going to have to know at that point, what the hell is 4x4radionetwork.com? Well, there they will find the internet's best collection of the best off-road podcast there. Shows like the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, of course, the Jeep Talk Show as well. It's the web's only collection of the best off-roading podcasts. It's all in one place, and it's all for free as well. No sign-up, nothing like that, no accounts needed. 4x4radionetwork.com. Tell your friends, and we'll see you there. You know, I was just thinking, uh, it's probably against the rules but if you could do anybody out there could record audio and you're in an AA meeting, and especially if your name name is Sid, 
Maybe you could stand up and say, right. hey, hey, my name is Sid. Uh, do you guys know anything about the 4x4 radio network? <laughs> it's just, that you know. Be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> See, just, maybe just you get, should record that, Tony. Just get the, the show. Just get the live. Uh, I told you not to out me about my AA meetings. Uh, <laughs> All the deers in the headlight, deer in the headlight looks. It's like, yeah. Uh, what? It, it would be really funny if there was a few people in there that listened to the show and they said, sit down, Zed, have a drink. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my gosh. If you don't uh, know what I'm talking about, you haven't yeah. listened to the show enough. Exactly. What? Where's the noob? Noob. 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 Hey, noobie. Noobie. Noob. Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, last weekend, we did an intense Black Diamond Trail, also known as a difficult or an 8 to 9 trail rating, depending where you wheel. We had lots of fun climbing over rocks using our skid plates and rock sliders as we performed a delicate ballet through the narrow canyon of large boulders. Now, one thing I noticed as we made our way to this canyon and then again on our way home was that we passed lots of Jeeps and 4x4s out having fun. And why not? It was a beautiful fall crisp day. As we always do, and us being in the lead, we always hold up fingers to tell the lead Jeep and the other group we're passing, and the Jeeps following them, how many Jeeps are behind us. Now, no, we're not saying we're number one, or giving you the peace sign, or even flipping you the bird. We're just trying to let you know how many Jeeps are behind us. So, do you do that? In episode 618, I share the details of why we do this. In a nutshell, you're telling the other oncoming group how many are in your group so that they can stay put and let us pass and they can count the jeeps as we pass and once we're all through then they can continue on their ride knowing they counted the last jeep now we do this to make sure everyone can pass on the trail sometimes the trail is very narrow and there isn't room for both groups to pass each other someone has to stop pull over and or sometimes back up to the last wide spot in the trail or the road and let the other group through now, if you're alone, which I don't recommend at all, you can come across a group. You may be the one backing up to make room for the larger group. I can't tell you how many other drivers on that day had no idea why we were putting our fingers up. The looks were priceless. Of course, some thought we were doing the Jeep wave. Hey, others held up four fingers to match ours with a puzzled look like, what does this strange <laughs> hand signal mean? What planet are we on? Well, when we started to roll down our window and tell them there were four more Jeeps behind us. And still, the bewildered look was almost worth videoing it and putting it on YouTube. They still didn't understand. One group nodded their heads in agreement like they understood and then proceeded to continue on. We knew there was no way we all could pass, so Bill had to shout at them to stop and tell them to wait until we passed. Now, there is an unwritten code in the off-road world that is, this is how you communicate with others on the trail, but apparently it hasn't passed into the jeeping world as much as I wish. I get it. If you've never been told what this all means, how would you know? Well, I'm sharing this information for you so that you will know and you can help educate others that you wheel with. Now, basically, the lead jeep holds up the number of fingers to represent the number of jeeps behind the leader. Then each person behind that should hold up the number of Jeeps they have behind them, etc., etc. The last Jeep holds up a closed fist to represent there are no more Jeeps behind them. I know in today's overly sensitive culture, I understand holding up a fist may seem strange, but a closed fist in the off-road off -road world means there isn't anyone behind you. So don't worry about the Kens and Karens out there, okay? 
Now, I do think it's our responsibility to mentor others, but when you deal with 4x4 drivers who are not in a Jeep, it's a whole different world. If that driver happens to have off-road experience from riding motorcycles or quads, chances are good they probably know what it all means. Today's new drivers of side-by-sides and Jeeps have to learn somehow. If you're experienced, teach the new drivers the code and let them in on the secret of the fingers. It's good manners on the trail, and you can set the example for others to follow. So, guys, do you, t I guess, Josh, because I don't know, Tony, have you done that where you use the number of Jeeps behind you? Did you guys do that at Hidden Falls? Uh, we did. Uh, I wasn't in the, the front, though, so uh, it was actually Bill that was doing it because he was a uh, lead Jeep in his uh, 392. Mm -hmm. But usually yeah, when... We had 13 Jeeps, so when the toes got in there, it was kind of interesting to see the people's reactions. Mm, 20, yeah. 21 gets me in trouble, but I was gonna some say. applause. <laughs> and some applause. <laughs> and some applause, I like it. Well, but, and technically, if you're in the line, you should know if there was seven more behind you, especially in a big, long group like that. Yeah. Everybody in that line should be putting up numbers as how many behind them, just so the people know. But again, as long as the first one does it and the people are counting, it's all good, so... Mm -hmm. But That's how we operate up up here in the Northwest. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least as far as the the trail etiquette in in the groups that that uh, that I associate with, it, it's all about you know everybody in the group is all you know number of fingers represents the number of vehicles behind you. And as soon as you said you know and that bewildered look on their face, <laughs> I I I can't tell you how many times I've seen that look. You know some some you know jerk wagon in a Subaru coming down off a trail, oh, and it's yes. like the hell are you doing up here but i'm gonna let you know there's three more vehicles behind us yeah and it's just like is he supposed to be giving us the peace sign i don't I recognize know. that one that and yeah that's like, the one that gets me you're like yeah. hey there's two behind you're like hey peace out dude <laughs> like, yeah okay, i know and it's just like I, I always know if there's two jeeps behind me i'm gonna throw up a peace sign and that's how <laughs> what they're gonna they're gonna think it's a peace <laughs> sign and not uh, me telling them that there's two vehicles behind me yeah I couldn't believe it. We had four behind us. And uh, so four fingers is pretty easy, right? And everybody was yeah. holding up four fingers. I'm like, you're not getting it. So, you know, you have to be patient. We kind of laughed, but it was, it's interesting. You, it, remi just it reminds though, me. That was the word though, that if you could take anything out of this, it's to pack your patience. Because mm -hmm. you, you know that, I mean, more than half the people that you're going to encounter on the trail are not going to know what the hell the hand signals are, what they That's mean. That's right. Yeah. And, and so, it, you know, they they may even flip you off. Yeah. Just pack your patience. It's not well, their, well, it is, it is their fault they're stupid, but it's not your <laughs> fault they're stupid. Well, <laughs> there's they're stupid and there's uninformed. And well, if you know how to build a, a Jeep or any off-road vehicle, there's a certain amount of confidence that you have because you've done that. And sometimes, and men are really bad about this, uh, finding out or asking questions or, or just being taught something. So yeah. uh, I, I try not to be that way. And uh, I try to, you know, I find it fun to learn things. And also, too, I'll, I'll mention that the great thing when you hold up the number of fingers uh, the Toyota or Bronco owners don't know how to count. They can just pull one <laughs> finger down as each Jeep drives by. <laughs> and, you know, and possibly people don't understand why we do that. But if you're on roads that are narrow where you cannot pass right. two vehicles through, and sometimes vehicles are fairly well set up. I mean, like Don's Jeep is, what, six inches wider than our regular JK? Um, add that to, let's say a Toyota with all his gear, you know, cause they're overlanding and hanging off the sides. Um, there's times when you can't do it. So as I've said before, for newbies, 
always pay attention to your road. Where is your out? Where do you have a wide spot? Because if you're the one driving and you need to back up, you got to remember, hey, that corner I was just in, I think I can squeeze into that or I can get three of our guys in there or whatever the number is. And, and it may be a quarter mile behind you, you know, yes. but you still have to navigate all those turns and everything backwards, get the three, four vehicles behind you back to that point where you guys can turn out and, yep. and clear this traffic jam, essentially. And at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen, regardless of hand signs and, and uh, makes models and, and, uh, and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was interesting. I When we did a, a Redlands run for the people that uh, have bought a new Jeep and we take them on a really easy trail ride, um, we had this run into with hunters. Um, they were out hunting because it's hunting season right now. And so there was two hunters uh, walking and then there was a guy in a vehicle. And so we get up to the guy and he looks at us like, what's the big deal? And I'm thinking, you know, there's 15 of us. You, single driver, are going to need to back up. And the guy's like, uh, just go around. So I got out of the Jeep, went up to him very nicely, of course. And I just said, sir, you know, there's 15 of us. You just need to give us some space and back up a little bit. The, the road's not wide enough. And he's like, you're in Jeeps. You guys can just go. Sir, you need to back yeah. up. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, you get to and a they, point where They don't going, understand the tread oh. lightly principles. They don't understand no. that, you know, you, you need to stay on designated paths and stuff like that. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm such a big fan and I'm a tread trainer myself of, of, from, of tread lightly. Um, yes. and, and what they do. And it's not just about Jeeps or quads or UTVs or anything like that. I mean, they go down the list and it's not just, you know, trail riding either. Horseback mm -hmm. riding, hunting, boating, you know, that kind of stuff as well. I mean, it, all down the list, any kind of motorsport or outdoor activity, Tread Lightly is likely involved in it in some way and offers an education program to, to help those people involved better educate themselves as far as how to more properly, I guess would be the term, use use the land with better etiquette. I, I don't mm -hmm. know how to and put share. that without standing, sounding mean or talking yeah, down to some. exactly. Yeah, it's just about sharing the road, but anyway. <laughs> if, you, if you have any comments or opinions on this particular topic, please let us know. I'd love to also have suggestions for Navy Nuggets. Um, you can also find us on our YouTube channel at Trails411. There's lots of great content with tips, tricks, and techniques. Great information as usual, Wendy. Thank you. Here. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So you so need your a, daughter stole your Jeep again. <laughs> so you so you need a pin code to use your ATM. Uh, you need a, a pin code to uh, I don't know maybe unlock a a lock at work. Uh, and now you can use a pin code to be able to drive your uh, modern day Jeep, the JL Why? or the JT. Because Is that you know a that specially thing? coded key doesn't isn't enough. Yeah, right. that's right. So uh, Taser Mini uh, recently came out with a firmware update that allows you to uh, require a pin be entered in within 20 seconds of starting your, in this case, uh, JT Gladiator. And if you don't put in the pin, it locks the brakes on all four tires, all four wheels, and starts one of the light shows. Josh, you remember the light shows that yeah, the, the Gladiator sure would do? do? So it starts, right. it starts a light show, uh, no honking of the horn or anything. 
Uh, and uh, I mean, the, the the Jeep keeps running, so it's not like you have to know the pin code so that you can have the heater on, maybe survive a winter or, or uh, something off road where you get stuck in the uh, in frigid temperatures. Uh, but it locks up the brakes and it will not let you go anywhere until you put the pin code in. So this will Those. prevent little little you know eight year old Billy from climbing uh, climbing into the Jeep and and rolling down the driveway potentially. Sure, and it will it will keep anybody from uh, stealing your vehicle, even if they have the the code the fo uh, the fob thing. Like if you're not keeping it in a RF uh, shielded box, and they oh, get okay. that code, oh, they see. will not know the pin uh, that you've set. But why can't they just grab that pin when you're entering it if they're casing the joint? Uh, it's actually um, you know the little toggle buttons that are on the steering wheel, so it's not a number. It's oh, a, it's, it's a series of button oh, it's presses. A code. Yeah. Oh, but so it's a it's, pattern. Yeah. So you've got you you've got to like enter a Konami code. Like up, up, down, up, like up, down, 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 up, down, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. A B A B. Yeah. Oh God, okay. that would be that'd be How, awful. I could just see you, having a. You, <laughs> I'm sorry. See having too much to drink one night. Trying to get in your car, you can't remember the pattern. Yeah. Oh, that's that's another thing that you could actually not have to blow into something for a change, Wendy. <laughs> Jeez, Tony. <laughs> you could just get in the vehicle and drive, you know, there you as go. long as you can remember the pin. Oh my God. So is there a minimum minimum and maximum as far as the, the sequence number goes? I mean, is like it has to be a minimum of, of three buttons, but a maximum of 11 or something like that? I mean, ha- what, are, what are the parameters? It very well could be. Uh, the, the Taser Mini instructions are woefully light uh, <laughs> oh jeez okay. so now, this is something that you've only so begun to play with well it's a firmware upgrade so the first thing to, to be done is to upgrade the firmware on the taser mini which is can be done for free and you just pull the okay. taser mini out hook it up to a computer and program it so uh, i did that and i have not yet set the pin code because i'm afraid because my wife likes driving the gladiator and you know what's going to happen <laughs> yep <laughs> People gonna be calling you. You're yet. gonna get that call one day. Why so, well, it's gonna happen in the driveway. Is where it's gonna happen because it's well, okay. I have a question. Um, you've got 20 seconds. So yeah, does that mean perfect. you can start the jeep, throw it in reverse, get out of the driveway, put it in drive, and go down the street until no. 20 seconds pops up? And no. As soon as you put it in uh, in reverse or drive, and you haven't put in the pin code. Within that, from one second on to twenty, it locks the the brakes on all four tires. Oh, okay, so interesting. I I have a different perspective, being a woman. I understand the security part of it and not having the jeep lifted. But as a woman, if I need to get in my car and start the thing and get out of there fast for whatever reason is happening, right? It's kind of like the the starts, you know, where the the vehicles when you come to a stop sign and the damn engine shuts off. Right hate that crap anyway that would be a concern for me is that if i was startled or had an emergency or had to get out the door for whatever reason maybe right. a guy's chasing me of course he would be getting something else from me not exactly car but whatever um the, <laughs> the, the bottom the bottom line is i'm just saying that's that's a concern that i would have as of a course. woman in looking at that particular system going hmm i don't know if i would want to put my safety at risk for that so. right but no and it's not something that is on by default it's just something a feature that you can turn on you could do okay. now i'll throw this at you and see what you think about this in a carjacking situation or in this case a jeep jacking mm-hmm. uh as long as you keep the uh, the fob with you as soon as the fob goes out of range 
Yeah. Then you're going to have to put a pin code in. Oh, interesting. And I could see it, I could see the benefit to that kind of scenario. Uh-huh. Sure. And, and it will allow the carjacker 20 seconds of driving. So it's not going to immediately lock up the brakes. That gives you 20 seconds to get further away from them yeah. and them away from you. And yeah. then it will continue driving fine until they slow down to five miles per hour or slower, at which time it will lock the wheels and turn on the light show. I want it to lock up at 60. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the good news is, yeah, the good news is you very well sorry. could get your Jeep back in good working order and not well, in no, a ditch or a that. pole. Right. <laughs> but, but I think the, Much smaller. the carjackers today probably are educated enough to know that they need that fob for more the more newer vehicles. It's like funny. We were on the, the trail ride and I needed to move Don's Jeep forward because we were making room. He was further back at the obstacle watching. And I'm like, Don, I need your fob to move the Jeep forward. Like yeah, it had right. to be within proximity. So right. I don't know if the bad guys today know that they need that fob. Would they be demanding it from you as you're vacating your Jeep? I don't know. Um, things may get a little heavy here, but you could uh, carry some decoys. <laughs> <laughs> that's true here you go suppose uh, yeah well, but, but anyway i thought it was very interesting and i have yeah. a, a colorful story uh for you guys involving the pin uh for a uh, a certain jl owner so today at uh underground graphics where uh, bill uh jts team member bill uh was uh, getting graphics put on to decals put onto his uh his brand new 392 jl uh, All he, of which, by the way, shared on our Discord server. Yep. Bunch and looks awesome. Oh, yeah. and, they're beautiful. And, and Bill's supposed yeah. to be coming out with a video on YouTube about it as well. But anyway, he uh, Bill shared with me that uh, he had, uh, I asked him, did you did you see the thing I put up on the, on Discord about pin, the, the pin for the, the new uh, days or many things? He goes, oh yeah, I uh, upgraded the firmware and I, and, uh, I set that. And this morning when uh, Kevin and I were leaving <laughs> for Houston, uh, it, uh, it locked up. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and all and the all the light show, it. yeah, all the no, he just yeah, he just forgot to do it, you know, because it's new, and all well, the, yeah. the light show came Isn't on. Is there a countdown or an alert or something that pops up in the <laughs> dash? Yeah, it definitely does in the center screen. It says enter pin, and then there's a crossbow crossbones, yeah. scrolling crossbones coming up. Okay, so <sighs> so Kevin was like. What the hell? <laughs> and then Bill has to put in the pin code and I love it. <laughs> and he explained what happens. So that was pretty funny. But what was even funnier is when we got done having our Jeeps put uh, stuff put on them, uh, it was time for Bill to back out. And I had the window rolled down just so I could hear Greg or, the, or them or something while I was backing out of the, the shop. And uh, <laughs> Bill gets about uh, uh, six inches in reverse. <laughs> And the brakes lock, and oh the light show gosh. comes on. He he throws his hands up in the air and goes, and pin code. Slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It would take time to remember that. Exactly. That's not normal, you know? Oh, okay, no. so, so, Tony, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm... Come on, try not, as you may. you got to shit on this point. I know. No, he's not no, shitting no, 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 on no, it. No, he's no, giving no, a different no, perspective. I know I'm going to regret going down this path. Oh, oh good. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, this is what the listeners look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if... Let's say, take for instance, you happen to know that your friend's Jeep also has a Taser Mini. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. How Easy would it be for one to hop into the into the Jeep and over. quickly program a pin code into somebody's Jeep who 
isn't expecting there to be a pin code oh, on their Jeep. Oh man, operators. that's bad, Josh. That's this bad. be uh, an open door for practical jokes, is what I'm getting at here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they what security they have on that. I don't know because as far as that goes, you could uh, literally just go in, uh, you know, press the buttons on the the, the the that are on the steering wheel, go into the programming of the Taser Mini, and turn that feature off. Uh, so I <laughs> or I, on. Yeah, or on. But I, I wonder if you have to have the PIN code before you can change the PIN code. Or probably. Turning it on, uh, no. Uh, I think you probably could turn it on. I, I haven't actually gone to that step yet because I'm concerned about my wife driving it. Uh, mm. And uh, Oh, and the other thing is it's a part of the live feature of the Taser Mini. So the Taser Mini has to be attached. So oh, a, a quick way to defeat okay. this would okay. be to remove the Taser Mini. And then, uh, and, I, and I believe this is a correct statement. I, I do need to test it. But so I think, you know, if you got yourself into a bad situation, you could always just reach under there and unplug it. And then, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about a pin code. So really yeah. all this, this isn't a super secure type thing. It's, you guys remember the club that you'd put it's on just, the steering yes, wheel? Yes, of course. So think of it as like the club without having to mess with anything other than just putting a pin code in every time you go to, to drive your vehicle, which you'll get used to doing quick enough. Uh, so I just think it's neat. It's it's not anything that I think is a uh, a wonderful add-on. Uh, I thought it was just really cool that they came up with this firmware upgrade that'll allow you to do this. Now yeah. here's one that here's a bonus one for you because uh, it wasn't just one thing they did. You can now turn on something that allows you to take your foot off the brake at a red light. So you can press and hold the brake uh, for two seconds. And yeah. then and take your foot off the brake. Oh, and it, it, it'll hold you there, type of thing, until right. you press, press the, on the press gas. and hold the. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it says you got to press and hold the brake again for two seconds, and then you can drive off. Oh. And this is this is a feature that Mercedes has on some of their high end vehicles. Hmm. So I don't know how that would be a benefit of anything. Um, I can reach the pedals just fine, <laughs> and it's it's not a lot of right. effort. To press on the brake pedal, but uh, it's it's one of the features that you can do with this uh, this new firmware upgrade. So if you guys aren't aware, uh, I think everybody here knows what a Taser Mini is. It's just a device that allows you to uh, program the Jeep's computer on the I think it's like 2020 or newer uh, JTs, right. maybe 2018 or newer uh, JLs. Uh, also, uh, many of the features also work on the 4xe. Not all of them though uh, do. So uh, it's just something, and the main reason I got it is because I knew I was going to put larger tires so I can go in there and set the tire size. Uh, so I don't have to take it to the dealership or anything like that to have it adjusted. If you were to change your transfer case, uh, you can change the, the gear ratio of your transfer case uh, for the computer, and you can also change the differential uh, gear ratio uh, with the Taser Mini. So it allows you a lot of things that you can do, you can set yourself uh, for your vehicle, especially if you're modifying it. Cool stuff, Tony. Yeah, they're about three hundred and three hundred and thirty dollars, uh, by the way. So very interesting. Worth it, Worth it right? I, I think mean, so. You, you've done quite a lot with your Taser Mini. It's a lot of fun uh, messing around with it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is is certainly uh, it's not like a one trick pony. In other words, oh no. Uh, in fact, I uh, I turned on uh, turn signal back, reverse camera. So whenever you turn left or right, turn signal on, the rear camera comes on, and it's wide enough where you can see uh, very clearly, all, like, many lanes of traffic behind you. Oh, 
that's interesting. Yeah, so that it makes it a little. You got one more thing you can check before you're moving over, uh, changing lanes. Uh, and uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Oh, the thing that you love so much, Wendy. I know we've talked about this before. The auto uh, auto off on start. The auto yes. start. You, Take it off. You can disable that. It actually yes. it actually isn't disabled. It remembers the last setting. Which so, so for that big thing right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I love so that. the factory, uh, it will. You can turn it off, and it will stay off until you turn the gladiator off. And then when you start it back up, it's back on again. With the Taser Mini, you can uh, turn it off, and it will remember it being off every time, so you never yeah. have to do it again. So, I like that. Uh, I really like that. And uh, oh, and uh, you know how you can't use the the navigation system? Well, actually, you guys probably don't. You can't use the navigation system uh, while you're in motion. Well, you can disable that crap and just claim you're a passenger. <laughs> so, oh. so you Duh. can so you can actually do that. And also, too, I think this is a part of the one of the new firmware upgrades. You can actually disable the uh, auto park uh, feature. So, like, if you don't have your seatbelt on uh, or the door is open, oh. uh, it won't allow you to put it in drive or right. reverse. You can yeah. disable that so it works like a normal vehicle. It's funny. I've actually seen that where we've got brand new uh, owners to, to jeeping, to a Jeep, and uh, the door's open. So, we're showing them how to do four low, well, It's four just five, a jar. Know? I mean, it doesn't even like, have to be open. It says open. You know, it's just not closed all the yeah. way. And it actually won't go into gear, Josh. It yeah. will not let you do that. I wow. mean, you can change the gears. I mean, you can put yeah. it in drive, but all it's going to do is go vroom, vroom. Yeah. So I just, they have to close the door and then I'm trying to reach in and show. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. technology. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not, but that's cool. That that mini taser, taser, that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah. I really like it. Cool. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for how many years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little? Bit. Attention all rat bastards. And if you don't know what a rat bastard is, a rat bastard is somebody that listens to the Jeep Talk Show for free. Oh, you can pay for the Jeep Talk Show, you say? Well, certainly you can. You can give money to anybody <laughs> for any damn reason you like. Uh, legal or Ill- illegal, for that, as far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> but if you'd like to give us some legal money, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and see the packages the paid subscription packages that we have available for you. You'll get the exact same thing, but you'll have the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that you are a paid subscriber and no longer a rat bastard. Oh, such a warm, cozy feeling. <laughs> are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Right. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff, uh, and a thing with a big old tires and a lot then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. So, Josh, I'm about to say a word, a name. You can't gonna, say that on the air. That's going to trigger oh. you uh, oh, to, no. to do a voice. And oh, I dear. want you to feel free to do a voice. He's not going to gobble like the turkey, is he? Oh, 
that's that's long. Well, no, I'm that you're no. I'm glad you mentioned that because thanks Thanksgiving is over. I know, but Christmas is coming up, and so oh, many dear. people eat turkey. <laughs> anyway, here's the here's the name, and you'll you'll realize it as soon as I say it. And I'll be very disappointed if you don't get it. And oh God! You, and you don't. No, ha- and you don't have pressure. a voice. No the pressure, pressure Josh. Josh. Right. God. So coming up this week on Friday, episode seven twenty one, Ryan Thurston is our interview guest. <laughs> As in Thurston, how the third? Oh, lovey, <laughs> lovey, give me a beverage, would you please? Make sure the glass is diamond encrusted. <laughs> That guy's never going to come back on the show. It's going to be like no, <laughs> or, or they'll be begging to come back on the show. Well, I think it, I think it'll be the latter. Yeah, so probably. so you remember the discussion? Uh, you guys remember the discussion we had about uh, uh, dual battery systems and charging oh, yeah. one and charge. So this yeah. is Red Arc Electronics. Ryan and I discuss about battery chargers uh, and different battery systems. So Ooh, that's going to uh, be good. Cool. And I apologize, I don't remember how long ago what episode it was. This actually, if you just go back and listen to all of them, you'll hear it. (laughs) So that all I do. (laughs) That's just just a good selling point there. So, uh, but uh, we had a a, a big discussion about uh, charging dual batteries, and uh, one group thought of one. I think it was Chuck was uh, on one side of it. You were on a different side, and we were just uh, talking about two different systems yeah is, is, so is all red art makes these yeah charging. red art yeah. makes these systems and uh, yes they do we had some a, badass ones yeah too. so we'll, i'm very familiar with their products uh episode 721 friday friday is our interview episode day so be sure and nice. tune in for that you must have needed this every day it's the deep talk shows must have stuff pick of the week for your jeep now, a couple few episodes back, we started uh, this series in Tech Talk about, uh, you know, a used winch buying guide, as it were. And I thought, you know, I, I really like recovery and I like all of the the, the items and, the, and the, the gear that's associated with recovery, especially off-road recovery and stuff. And and it got me thinking of, of winches and stuff. And, and, of course, when I think about winches and things bolted on the outside of my Jeep, I think of how easy things are stolen from vehicles here in my neck of the woods and i thought well it would really suck if somebody's winch especially one that they you know spend a lot of money on were to be lifted from them uh shortly after getting it uh and how much that would suck how long it would take to recover that i'll be recouping those those funds and all that so i thought well an item that will keep somebody's winch in place might be just the ticket here does, and i found what it is does this have a pin code <laughs> thank god no <laughs> This is more of a of a passive kind of security um, uh, system, and it's going to be of a familiar concept to you. Um, and this is actually from a familiar company as well, Factor Fifty Five, uh, like a company them. which mm-hmm. the, hear us on the show are are very much fans of. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know about Factor Fifty Five, uh, pioneers in closed uh, closed loop winching systems, recovery systems, uh, check out what they have to offer. Very very cool stuff. Uh, but the Factor 55 winch lock bolt is what I'm going to be talking about right now. It's a custom 3816 precision security bolt made from 1045 carbon alloy steel heat treated to a high yield strength. The key patterned head bolt is proprietary and the matching key for it is not available at your local retail hardware store or any tire shop. Essentially what this is, is a bolt for your winch 
it'll b- b- the same bolt that you would use to mount your winch to your bumper or, or whatever it's mounted to, except it has a lock on it like what your um, lug nuts would have on a on a cu- set of custom wheels. So it's a it's a wheel lock kind of type of lock, but in a bolt that would actually mount your winch to the bumper. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. The winch lock bolt cannot be removed with any kind of ordinary screwdriver, plier, or commonly sold security bits anywhere. Again, the key is proprietary to Factor 55. Simply substitute any one of your winch mounting bolts with the winch lock bolt, and, well, your winch is protected. It's not going to go anywhere. Simple as that. The Factor 55 winch lock bolt fits all winches with standard 3816 mounting hardware, and all Factor 55 products are designed and engineered in the United States using state-of-the-art computer-aided design and analysis tools. So you know this is going to give you peace of mind that not only is it going to last, but it's going to do what it says it's going to do. So when you buy the bolt, do you get the special tool to be able to take it Yes, apart? you do. You get okay. everything uh, that you see there. So yeah, you get uh, um, the bolt itself that has the, the, the security end on it. Right. Uh, you're going to get a lock washer, maybe a regular washer as well. That will screw up through the bumper into your winch. You use this key in order to do that. The key has the keyed end, which mates into the recess on the end of the bolt. I see making it. Yep. That, make that connection. And then the end of that key is basically just a standard hex end that you Got would it. then use a, I don't know, a three-eighths or half-inch wrench or whatever it may be um, to to lock that down and torque it, uh, torque it down. So at that point, that key comes out of the bolt, goes into the glove box or into your pocket or into the safe at home, whatever it may be. And and it's even it's it's got numbers on it so that you know where it's supposed to go. Uh, mm-hmm. If you lose it, you know the there's numbers on the the head of the bolt as well as far as what kind of key that Factor 55 needs to give you to replace it with, all that sort wow. of stuff. So the, you look at it as far as an engineering aspect. There was no corners cut on this. They thought of mm-hmm. everything. I love it. Yeah, it's like the uh, we have that similar system for our. Um, oh God, my brain just died. What day is it? <laughs> yes. Um, for <laughs> I'll figure it out. Never mind. So let me ask this question: Is thirty-one dollars for one, or do you get a set of these? It is. No, it is just for one bolt. Yeah, I figured that. Um, yeah, because it looks get, great. You get the bolt, all the machining, the laser etching mm-hmm. that goes into that. Of course, the key as well. I mean, it's a kit. You know, you don't get four bolts because ultimately all you need to do is secure one. That's one. why typically you when, you when you get those locking lug nuts and stuff, you get four lug nuts and one mm-hmm. key because ultimately all you need to do is just keep one on you know on the vehicle. They're not going to be able to get the get it off with with still one connected. Yeah. So. You know, that, that's the same principle here, uh, just applied to, you know, like grade eight style hardware that you would use to then mount, mount your winch. What I like about this is, is the head itself is tapered. It's conical. So even yes. if you were to like, well, I'm just going to use some, you know, big ass, uh, you know, locking pliers, you, you get some get to vice it. grips on there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to get the, the vice grips to lock on there because the tapered head is just going to make those sort of slide off. They're not going to be able to get purchase. So this is how I would remove the the winch. I would remove the three bolts that I could remove, and then I'd use the winch to pull itself off <laughs> of the one bolt that was holding it on. <laughs> Sorry, Some, Factor 55. <laughs> something tells me you'd be making a lot of noise uh, in, in doing that. You would have to also have the uh, uh, the controller, which, I mean, I suppose... You oh, know, you can use a paperclip. I've, I've watched MacGyver. Yeah. 
Well, and yeah. if you're real smart, Michael, you just you just take the hot. bumper off. Just take the bumper <laughs> off, and then yeah. take the whole. Well, no, system. I think I, th- I think if you could activate the the winch, and of course, if it was a worn winch, and you would know the pinout of uh, uh, for the controller, and it's just a switch; it's not powered or anything. Uh, and and of course, if the winch was powered, and most winches are always connected to the battery, right. so you would uh, uh, take out those three bolts, and uh, you would need something to attach the winch line to, and you should be able to freewheel it to get it attached to something, yeah. or even the, the the Jeep itself. And okay. uh, and then you just use that ten thousand pounds of pulling power to remove a single bolt from the hole as it the hole gets bigger and pulls as out. That winch goes flying through the air at yes. seven hundred feet per second. Surprise! Well, no, it's it's, it's pretty <laughs> slow, and it, it would make some noise, but the noise would be brief. And uh, then you got a winch. I, I just don't know how well it, how how good you are about running carrying a seventy five pound winch. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, I'm not exactly sure we're supposed to tear apart the must have that Josh comes up with. No, and no, no. Factor no, fifty five is like. Dude, it works. We're not going to have. But, it's not going to be. Well, solved. I'd like to see. No, no, I'd like they're, to they're see a YouTube. Yeah, factor, like challenge accepted. Uh, exactly. Yes, exactly. Factor Fifty Five <laughs> needs to do a YouTube channel, a Jeep Talk Show challenge of yes. how that will not work. That will not work. There you go. Somebody's going to get hurt. Damn it, Tony. <laughs> 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 well, we need to get the uh, the mystery. Not mystery. Uh, what is the. Uh, the show with Jamie and uh, what's his name? The, oh, Mythbusters. Then we need to do the Mythbusters to get them out of the mothballs and they can do this challenge that they'd be go. all safe and stuff. <laughs> Way cool. That's well, why they need to be more than one. That's I was looking at that and it's only one. You need to like have two at least. Uh, I mean, you can buy, I guess you could buy it for if you wanted to for 120, 120 bucks. Christmas is coming. Put it on your list. Yep. Santa will bring it. Absolutely. Well, now that you must have a Factor 55 winch lock security bolt for your own Jeep and winch, we're going to make it easy for you. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 718. We'll get you all hooked up. And in the meantime, Jeeper, make sure that you consider joining us for one of our Tuesday roundtable episodes. What is that, you may ask? Is Well... It's really a, a lot of fun if you boil it down. Every Tuesday, we invite, well, pretty much anybody who wants to come to uh, come around the, the world's largest roundtable of nothing but Jeepers. We open up the microphones and uh, and invite you, the listener, to join us as we record an episode live every single Tuesday. I might be at work, you might say. No, nope, this actually happens in the evenings. So it's perfect timing just after after supper. Yeah. Crack open an adult beverage. Join us for a great recording of a Jeep Talk Show episode. You might make some friends. You're bound to laugh and have a good time. And who knows, may even have a celebrity pop in for a little bit of Q&A or something like that. Happens every Tuesday, and how you can join in is by, well, the best way to do it is by joining our newsletter. Signing up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. In our newsletter, which only comes from us and only once a week to you, uh, you will find all sorts of information about what's happening here on the show, who we're going to be talking to, what we're going to be giving away and when, and of course, all the information and the links that you need to join us for a Tuesday Roundtable episode. It's all going down in the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. It's all happening at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Hope to see you there. We'll see you next Tuesday. Well, Jeeper, looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail. But we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. So be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show and, of course, the 4x4 Radio Network as well. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep Podcast.
You know it always happens around this time. You're supposed to do something, and then you don't. <laughs> I hate it when it's just a fart. Never <laughs> 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 <laughs>